Parenting in a digital age can be tricky. And in today's world, technology plays a significant role in our daily lives, including in the lives of our children. While technology can bring many benefits, it can also pose challenges for parents, especially when it comes to managing screen time and social media. The Greenhouse Effect is a weekly podcast hosted by youth pastor Avery Bowman. This podcast is for teens and their parents. Our goal is to encourage, support, and strengthen the home. Contrary to popular belief, one can survive in this present culture while maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. Join us each week as we learn from God's Word. Here is your host, Avery Bowman. I I trust everyone's doing extremely amazing today. And my prayer is that you're growing with your family, you're growing with your teenagers, you're doing the things required to have those hard and difficult conversations. Um, That is my prayer. I know at times it's not always easy to create an environment where you are um, having those conversations. But one thing I know, if we're going to grow, then we must be comfortable and get comfortable having those conversations. Um, This week, I want to um, steer the conversation, and we're going to be discussing screen time, and we're going to be discussing social media a little bit. And we we need to understand screen time and the impacts that it might have. Screen time refers to the amount of time that a person spends using an electronic device, such as smartphones, tablets, computers, or televisions. And it's important that we manage that screen time for our children. I know a lot of us are guilty ourselves of just scrolling aimlessly. But studies are showing that excessive screen time can contribute to sleep deprivation, eye strain, decreased physical activity. It can also create a sedentary behavior in each of our lives. And this is associated with a lot of different health problems if you think about um, obesity, heart disease, type 2 diabetes. And so excessive screen time has been linked to a lot of different things like anxiety, depression, um, shortened um, attention spans. And so we need, to, we need to think about these things. We need to stay conscientious of these things. And you know, it, it's interesting to me. I think the average span of an individual at this time in our culture is seven minutes. Seven minutes is not that much time. You think about the, the majority of TikTok videos, they're geared to be seven seconds. They're trying to keep your attention for the shortest amount of time as possible. And so too much screen time can interfere with face-to-face communications too, and personal relationships. And it limits the, the opportunities of getting outside and do active activities and playing and outdoor activities and other forms of self-expression. And so my challenge is, how much time do you allow your teenager to spend on their phone? Are they allowed to aimlessly scroll through their phone all throughout the day? Do you have limits on their phone? We're going to get down to the end of the podcast. We're going to talk about the suggested amount of time that should be allowed for each and every one of your teenagers, according to researchers and according to uh, doctors. But it's interesting to think about this because 
I think that it's easy for us to say, man, my teenager is always on their phone, right? But if we're not careful, we can always be on our phones. It's extremely easy trap to fall into of scream, scrolling aimlessly. So managing screen time is important because we have to ensure that technology is balanced with other activities. And it's important that this balance is active and passive with screen time. See, there's two different, there's differences when it comes to screen time. There's active screen time and there's passive screen time. Active screen time can provide educational and developmental benefits, while passive screen time should be limited to prevent negative impacts on physical and mental health. And we'll get into that in a little bit here too and talk about the differences specifically. But why is it important to set limits on screen time? Well, physical health, okay? Excessive screen time can contribute to a variety of different um, physical health things, and we've kind of touched on them briefly, but I'm not going to get into those specifics, but like sleep deprivation, eye strain, decreased physical activity, increased sedentary behaviors. And, and if we limit screen time, individuals can reduce the negative impacts of technology on their physical health. Think of mental health, right? We live in a time where mental health seems to be at an all-time low. Individuals are always needing attention for their mental health. And too much screen time can play into that. It has a negative effect on mental health. A lot of anxiety, depression, decreased attention spans. And these, these limits, when we put them on, can allow us to um, reduce some of that strain. Relationships. Man, how many of our children or teenagers maybe have problems with their, their relationships? It's because they're learning to interact with individuals in person. They're learning to interact with people in person. They're not learning to interact with people in person, rather. And so we're learning to interact through our, our devices. We're learning to interact um, through a screen. So think about productivity, Spending too much time on electronic devices can be distracting. It can reduce the amount of time available for other activities. Think about our hobbies that we put aside because we're too busy scrolling. Physical activities we put aside. Think about the amount of education about reading books. And so I'm just saying that there are very practical reasons. And I think a big one is balance, right? If all of us are honest, we live in a day and an age where the cell phone's inevitable. And so we are going to come to a point where we embrace it. We embrace the cell phone. But we must get to a point also where we don't just submit to it. We don't just fall to the traps of it. We ask teenagers all the time in youth group how many hours they can look at their screen time, how many hours they spend on certain things. I mean, they're upwards of seven, eight hours a day. That's a full-time job that they're spending on their devices. And it's important to promoting 
these physical and health improvements and improving relationships, increasing productivity, and maintaining a balance in life. The recommended amount of time that we talked about we would get to is this, is that children, school-age children between 6 and 12 years of age, they're recommended to limit screen time to no more than two hours per day with a preference for educational or active screen time. In other words, maybe playing a video game. Active screen time would be something that they're engaging with the screen. They're doing something that is engaging. They're not just sitting back on the couch and watching something on the TV. That would be um, active screen time. And such as playing video games or participating in virtual sports activities. Teens, 13 to 18 years old, it's recommended to limit screen time to no more than two hours per day with a preference, again, for active screen time. And so, again, video games or um, like a virtual reality sports activities or something like that, that they're able to interact with the screen. They're not just sitting back and soaking up hours upon hours upon hours. You think about it, we're way over that. If they're on their phones at youth group, they're telling us seven to eight hours a day, and then they're interacting for probably another three or four hours on their television, they're spending a good 10 to 12 hours a day on some sort of screen. That's mind-boggling. Adults, for adults, it's recommended to limit screen time to no more than three hours per day, with a preference, again, for active screen time, such as video games or virtual sports activities. I'm just saying that it's extremely important that we limit these things. This stuff is done intentionally. They know what they're doing. And so it's important to note that these are general guidelines that individuals should adjust their screen time limits based on their own needs and preferences. Okay, that's definitely a blanket statement there. But it's also important to take breaks from technology regularly and prioritize physical activity, sleep, and face-to-face communications. You would be shocked at the amount of teenagers that struggle to have face-to-face communication today. Hey, you put them behind a headset, you put them behind a text a text message, and they can interact and communicate all day long. And, and some parents, I've heard parents say, hey, that's just their thing. But what about when they have to apply for a job? What about when they have to interact with somebody face-to-face? You're not that excuse of that's just their thing. is not going to be as clever. It's not going to be as cute. So we're trying to do our kids a service. We're trying to help them out and grow and get them ready and prepare them for the next phase. So we need to be able to help them work through some of these things. It's important that we're not telling them to stay off of their devices and to get outside and do things and to but that we're role models. We need to be role models and how how can we do that? We need to be consistent. Hey, children are more likely to follow rules. Teenagers are more likely to follow these rules if they are seeing their parents be consistent and following those rules and guidelines themselves. Look, mom and dad, I know that Binging a show is addictive. I know it's fun. I know it's easy. 
to do at times. And I know that there's a time and a place for it. But we shouldn't get in this trap where we're aimlessly scrolling through our phones 24-7. And I'm talking to myself here, okay? But we need to make sure that we are being conscientious of this thing. We need to make sure we're consistent in this. Be an example. Role models. Being role modeling. Children learn from their parents and are often adapt their habits and behaviors. I think of some habits and behaviors that my boys have. And they will do certain things and I'll say, man, where'd you do, learn that? Well, I watched you do that. Well, I don't know <laughs> if you should be doing that. And it, it's kind of a, a little punch to the gut, right? Well, you probably shouldn't have done that then, Avery. And so we got to make sure that we're being careful. Building trust. If we lead by example, we can build trust with our children and show them the importance that they are that we are actually committed to doing this ourselves. That we're not just telling them to do something that we're not going to follow through with, that it's actually a priority to us. That it's it's important to us that we get a handle of our electronic devices, that we don't let our electronic devices rule us. And it's important that we do that. It's important that we make sure that that our devices don't have a stronghold in our life. Quality time. We should do this because we want to spend quality time. I've never seen somebody be able to have quality time with an individual that is scrolling on their phone, that is aimlessly looking through their device. Look, if you're down at the dinner table and you're eating dinner, man, be present. Be in the room. Be in the moment. If you're um, in in watching a movie together as a family, don't, don't have your phone out the entire time. Laugh with your family about the movie. Talk about what's going on in the family. And I, I guarantee that you won't regret these decisions. The last thing I want said of me by my boys is that, man, dad's always on his phone. He never puts his phone down. He's constantly checking an email. He's constantly doing something on his phone. Look, there's a time and a place for work. There's a time and a place for, but there's a time and a place for our family. And I'm not against uh, checking emails. I'm not against checking text messages and, and having your time for social media and unwinding with um, TikTok or whatever it is that you enjoy and YouTube and, and keeping up with your channels that you like to follow. But let's be present in, in the moment with our kids. We can't tell them to do something that we have zero intention of doing ourselves. Now to get to social media. Social media is something that we have to be very careful because our kids get to a certain age. They start bugging us about getting a cell phone. Then they get the cell phone. And then they, they want certain apps. Then they get those certain apps. And mom, I'll let you check it every night. Dad, you can check it as often as you want. I'll give you the passwords. And, and what ends up happening, just like anything else, is we're busy. We have a hard time keeping up with it and checking it and, and you know staying on top of these different things. But there is a lot of cyberbullying that goes on on social media. And basically, social media can provide a platform 
for individuals to engage in cyberbullying. And this can have serious long-term impacts on mental health in our teenagers. Short, witty comments. Comments that people would never necessarily say to somebody's face. Comments that will be um, belittling. And then they hop into a private messenger and then they're really tearing each other up. There's a lot of addiction with social media. It can be addictive. It leads individuals to expect to, to spend an excessive amount of time and neglect other important activities and responsibilities. Is your child addicted to their social media? Are they obsessed with getting the likes? Are they obsessed with if this guy saw their post or if, if they got um, a couple hundred likes or if they didn't? Or what is their social media for? Is it innocent? Is it just just for fun, just to keep up with individuals? Or is it obsessed over? Is it something that they're trying to um, spend hours and hours upon? There's a lot of online harassment. It can be used online harassment, including hate speech, stalking, inappropriate contact from strangers. A lot of individuals on the web posing as other individuals saying that, hey, I'm this individual, and they're not. And um, there's a lot of fake accounts, people getting to them. It takes away the face-to-face communication. We've talked about that briefly. It reduces attention span. It might take away some self-esteem. There's this comparison game of, well, I don't look as good as her, and I don't have as many likes as him, and he is... Um, he can uh, create content way better than I can. And there's this big comparison game when it comes to social media platforms. Hey, mom and dad, is it something that is worth protecting your kid from? Or are they doing good on it? Are they thriving on it? Are they staying away from toxic relationships on social media? Do you know every single individual on their friend list? And so... And 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 talking about that, I wanted to give you just a couple tips and pointers that I've come across that I have suggested in times past for their activity and monitoring their activity on there about online privacy and teaching them how to recognize these different things. Just have open and honest communication. Hey, if you sense that your teenager is hiding something from you, it's time to pull the plug. If you sense that when you click on that app that they're getting beat red and they're they're squirming around and they're antsy, hey, it's time to hide something or it's time to pull the plug on the, the social media. They're antsy for a reason. They didn't get some random itch. No, they're trying to hide something. Hey, set privacy settings. Make sure your teen's social media accounts have the strongest privacy settings as possible. If you don't know how to do that, Hop on YouTube and look up how to lock down my teenager's social media account so it's as safe as possible. There'll be a hundred videos right there that walk you through a step-by-step guide of going through how to to do those um, privacy settings through all of the different apps. Hey, monitor their usage. If you don't know every single social media app that they're on and they're not open and honest with you about it, it's time to pull the plug. It's time to um, get them off. If you don't know, if you don't have access 
to the things that they're looking at and watching and it's time to to remove from that. If you can't access their private messengers, hey, it's time that they, they're not trusted on that anymore. Teach responsible behavior. Teach your teen that social media is a privilege, that we don't share personal information on here, that we're respectful to others, that we, we have proper etiquette, Make sure that you're doing this. Encourage face-to-face communications. Hey, look. Hey, we're still going to interact with people. We're still going to look adults in the eye. We're still going to be respectful. When an adult asks you a question, you know, answer them respectfully. And, and, and still teach those things. Limit the amount of time that they can spend on these apps. Hey, and, and on Apple, you can put a set amount of time, and once that time's up, Per day on my phone, I have 15 minutes on Facebook, 15 minutes on Instagram. Once that's up, it's up. And then I have to put a passcode in if I want more. And so we need to start teaching our kids critical thinking skills. Teach your teen how to critically evaluate information that they find online and how to identify false information or misleading information. Look. We're getting to a time in, in our life where we just take everything as it's said. You you believe that? Okay. You are are told this? Okay. No, everything, the, the answer to everything is not okay. That's not 100% fact. And so we need to make sure that we're doing that. Teach your teenagers how to report and block individuals. Individuals who engage in inappropriate or harmful behavior on social media. It's important that we do this, mom and dad. And then we need to encourage healthy technology habits. It's important to encourage healthy habits. Offer tips for helping teens to use technology in a responsible way. Look, excessive technology can lead to a bunch of different things. But we want to have good relationships. We want to spend time still participating in hobbies with our friends. We want to take time learning and growing. And if all we ever do is spend time on social media, then it's going to take away from that. Technology is amazing. We use technology on a daily basis. I will never be one to hop on and tell you to to. Throw your teen's phone in the trash can. and But I am one to let you know that there are a lot of dangers out there. That it's a, it's a crazy, scary world. There's a lot of sick things. And they know how to um, completely, 100% engage with your teenagers. They know their weaknesses. They know that they're teenagers. They know their demographic. They know what age they are and what what gender they are and what they're struggling with, what questions that they're having. They, they take all this information and they capitalize on it. So if we don't stay on top of it 100%, if we're not having these tough uh, questions with our teenagers, then we're going to be in trouble. It's important to find balance between technology and all other aspects of life. This can help individuals develop healthy relationships with technology and maintain those relationships. 
Pursue your interests and hobbies. Achieve academic success. And we can do all that by limiting screen time. Hey, look, don't get me wrong. Please don't think that I'm out here trying to get you to take away phones and get rid of social media. But I am giving you a cry today to stay on top of those things. To make sure that you know what's going on on your teenager's phone. Don't bury your head in the sand. Don't act like everything's hunky-go-lucky. Nothing. My, my teenager would never do that. They would never um, get themselves in a situation they can't get themselves out of. It's not true. That's a lie from Satan. So managing screen time and social media can be challenging. It's hard. But when we set those limits, we can promote healthy habits. We can foster open communications And as parents, you can help your teenagers navigate the digital world in a safe and responsible way. Hey, I want to give you a verse that has been an encouragement to me. And I try to use this when it comes to electronics in general. And to think about the dangers that are on electronics. And what kind of social media that is out there. But... I've always loved this verse, and it goes like this. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Hey, I'm just challenging you to focus on positive and uplifting things rather than being consumed by the negative and harmful content that our world would love to feed down our throats. Mom and dad, I'm praying for you as you navigate this this digital world that we're living in. It's tricky. It's hard. But by God's grace, we can do it. We can grow on a daily basis. If you guys ever need anything, please hop on the website, leave me a message, let me know how I can specifically pray for you, and I want to be here for each and every one of you. Have an amazing, amazing day. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. The greatest trick Satan has ever pulled is convincing the world he does not exist. We have to live in light of the reality that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is alive and well today. Remember to work out your salvation today. May God bless you richly as you seek to walk with him.